This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. So today we get to dig around in what actually for years and years and years has been my favorite verse in the Bible. I know I always say that, but this time, you know, this particular verse, I can tell you the first time it hit me what it meant. I bawled like a baby for hours and hours and have gone back to it. I don't know how many times um, to revisit it as any time I feel too far away from God. This verse is just absolutely spectacular to me as I realized that Jesus is <laughs> manly in love with me, and he essentially stalks me as a result of what I hear in this verse. So it is Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 9, and has a lot to do with I know that, that, that we are in search of these statutes and the things that are engraved in our hearts. And this particular verse is engraved in my heart and has been for years, and it means so much to me. And actually, after I dug around in it more today, it means more to me than ever. So verse 9 in English reads, in the King James Version, my beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. And, and so the reason that has meant to me so much for years is, you know, when I was uh, like in ninth grade, I just fell head over heels with a girl by the name of Susan Siemens and um, she was my square dance partner in, in school, you know, and um, I had no idea what to do with all those feelings that I had for her, but I found out where she lived. And so I would often, you know, if you ever watch My Fair Lady and they on the street where she lives, well, that's what I would do. I would hang around on her street just so that I could get a glimpse of her. I had no idea what love was or what it meant. It had just awakened something in me where I could do anything just to get a look at Susan Siemens. And like, oh my goodness, what that means to me. And so when I saw this verse for the first time in the way I know that it's meant is that Jesus has been doing that for us for a long time. Um, it's interesting, some things that are mentioned in the verse that he's standing behind a wall. And clearly that's our wall. And it even says it's behind my wall. So, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. I like what Matthew Henry points out, that that wall is a wall that we built uh, to protect ourselves so that, you know, <laughs> we don't get hurt from our perspective. But the situation is God is such a gentleman. He stands behind our wall and peers through the windows. Um, and the the look that he has and that word in Hebrew is spectacular. It's spectacular. The word look there is only used three times in the Bible. And in the, I think it's Psalm 39, I believe it's the reference where God says he's looking out of his habitations. There you see it again. And the way that the, the word is in Hebrew is spectacular because it's a shin, which is this idea of oxidation or burning. And so, yeah, you know, when you've I was definitely burning for Susan Siemens. Didn't know what all that meant, but I was burning. And, and then there is a gimel, which that that is that letter that means greatness. And, and you know, to bountifully, you know, he, this is a great hot look. I mean, this is really spectacular. And the last word is the word that, that I mean, is the letter and the word that we're in search of, the het that idea of our union, our intimacy with Christ. And so here's this look where he literally is just madly in love with us. Um, 
and I hope, I hope, hope, hope you've had a chance to have that look back at him, which is what the second part which says is that he's showing himself through the lattice. And so that word that's showing himself is actually this idea of a glistening or a glittering. It's his glory. And so where you just saw this sparkle that's just unbelievable that, that, that God is so spectacular when you actually get a chance to look at him such that, that Moses' face would shine <laughs> for days once he just got a, the least little glimpse of him. And so that story that, that really touches me on this, as I was thinking about it this morning, when you just get a glimpse, just a glimmer, it changes everything right? I've seen this happen so many times at boot camp in so many different ways. But uh, last uh, Saturday night, we went to the Team Tebow Foundation uh, dinner with Lantern Rescue. As you know, may know, I'm the host of Lantern Rescue. And the man was speaking about this woman named Victoria. And Victoria, horribly, um, and Lantern Rescue, by the way, helps people out of sex trafficking around the world. But Victoria lived in Honduras where there were gangs, horrible gangs. And when she was nine-year-old, both her parents were killed in gang warfare. And so she became an orphan of this gang, unfortunately, in Honduras. And so they took turns for years just raping her and just abusing her until, unfortunately, she was. And this happened for her every day, just this miserable life. Until when she turned 16, she got pregnant. And when she was pregnant, they were she was of no use to them, so they're like, you've got to get out. And But she couldn't get out because if you get out and everybody knows you're in this other gang, you're going to die in, in the streets of Honduras. And so they said, well, you can stay, but you got to pay rent. And rent means that you got to murder one of those opposing gang members every month. So every month you got to get your rent in. you got to murder one. And so apparently she got pretty good at that, unfortunately, and had murdered nine different um, of the other gang members. And so she got put in prison, and that's when this man from the Tim Tebow Foundation went and visited her in prison. And he, um, the way he described the story is when she got done telling him what I just told you, only she went into a lot more graphic detail of all the things that had been done to her. He said she was a mere shell of a person. You would never guess she was only 17 by the glare in her eye and the coldness of her heart. She grabbed hold of one of his hands and said, what do you think about that, gringo? And um, immediately he started to pray like you would. Like, what do you say in response to that? He knew that God had sent him in there. And for whatever reason, he knew that in that culture, the father, the padre is a big deal. And so God put it on his heart to share with her the story of Isaac and Abraham, how Abraham was going to offer up his son the way that Jesus would be offered and that Jesus, this son, would die for his father, that, that you know, we would be clear from these sins of murder and all the, the horrible things that uh, we have done. And apparently the story touched her because as he told her this story, she grabbed his second hand and started saying words in Spanish like padre, this, da, da, you know, whatever. He, he didn't really understand all that she was saying, but he could tell she'd been touched by that, and it was no longer quite the cold stare. And about that time, they said, well, visiting hours are up, and you know we need to um, go back to her cell. So on the way back to the cell, for whatever reason, God told him, and he felt very specifically, to kiss her on the cheek and say goodbye. And so you, it was a very casual thing. He said adios, kissed her on the cheek, and walked out. Well, the next day, the prison officials got a hold of him and said, what in the world did happen with you and Victoria? 
And he said, well, I, you know, I told the story about Isaac, and maybe she came to Christ. And she goes, well, he, she's like a whole new girl. This is unbelievable. He said, well, maybe she came to Christ. They said, no, I don't think it's it. She's talking about this kiss. And, you know, he went back and visited with Gloria, I mean, with Victoria afterwards. And what she said to him was the reason that kiss had had the impact, you know, you told me about what Jesus did with the, with the words, but when she got the kiss, it was like a kiss from the Father, and she got a chance to get that glimmer, right? She got to see that through that lattice, what Jesus actually, what his love looks like. The way this verse hit me the first time, that you're like, oh my goodness, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And when she saw that glimmer, which happened through this man, then she never was the same. Right. And I maybe you have a story in your life. I, I, I have several where people saw that glimmer in me and it changed everything, but never did it have anything to do with really what I was doing. What it had to do with is for whatever reason, God allowed me to reflect him for just a moment. And in that reflection, if people get a glimpse, right, they're never the same. <laughs> so this verse, the ninth verse, which has to do with, you know, the letter Tet, if you think about it, letter nine has to do with goodness. And it's such a good verse to think, wow, Jesus is got that, he's looking through your window, man. He's trying to do anything to get a look at you um, because he loves you so intensely. And if you can get just by chance, see that glimmer, that glimpse, it, it changes everything. I hope we all can reflect Jesus today. Thank you for listening.